0: We can talk about more. I'm okay, just sticking who, with one you, to start. Good.
1: Well I was thinking, <laughs> can I just combine them? So I have a, a worship and creation. So I was just thinking of a word I could do like worship worshipation.
0: <laughs> sure, you can make up a word if you think. <laughs> I don't know
1: how to do my own definition or something oh, with it. My. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon.
0: And I'm Valerie.
1: And last week, we had a chance to chat with Matt and Josie Jaggers and really kind of introduce or begin to introduce the concept of spiritual ba- pathways. And we thought that maybe, you know, not everyone is familiar with these. And so today we are going to be talking more about spiritual pathways and really kind of describing them and really why it's important and, and what it can look like in, in our lives today. So that's, that's right. going to be our show. But before we do that, it, we are getting like, it is like, closer and closer like we are inching <laughs> closer and closer to the Christmas season how do you prepare or or is there something you're looking forward to
0: prepare it's it's usually really busy leading up to Christmas because you've got all the Christmas plays and the choir performances and all this stuff going on with kids Christmas parties right like yeah. we've got Christmas parties for different groups and things and yeah. work and everything, yeah. right? Which and is fun. We always want to throw tons it out there. Of fun. We're looking forward. To
1: those. <laughs> we
0: are, but it's just busy, right? And so yeah. you just know that in the Christmas season, there's it's going to be a little bit of a sprint. But then you try to schedule in some rest time. True. Um, yeah, sometimes that is more successful than others. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I guess prepare. I guess it's a mentally preparing, and then. I try to start just like slowly squirreling things away. And so like if I see something that I think would be good for the kids, I buy it and I try to tuck it away. Mm. Food is always an extra expense at Christmas. So I'll try to like spread it out throughout my grocery shopping. And like even uh, when I, the last time I went shopping, I was like, oh, this will be for appetizers when we have appetizers Christmas Eve and I'll okay. just buy it now and tuck it away. So it's not like an extra huge expense right at that point time right. it's kind of spread out yeah. for the weeks leading up to so yeah. unless of um, course
1: i get my hands on those appetizers and i cook <laughs> them before and not knowing what it was really for
0: i have to hide them apparently
1: <laughs> it happens it happens
0: yeah what about you how do you prepare
1: yeah you know i think one of the things is i mean i look forward to just the opportunity we have as a family to slow down we try and make sure that we schedule some vacation and and then And with that then, so how I prepare for that is just... I even like start to make a plan for myself. Uh, Are there certain books I want to read over this vacation? Which there are. Are there... Like, what do I want to do? And then how do we include the family in those things. And, and so really like have conversations about what it's going to look like versus just kind of waking up and being like, Oh, what are we doing today? Like, and not knowing, I feel like when we've done that in my own life, or even when I do that, it's like the day just kind of squanders away or yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like maybe even like more moody or just like down Or man, That's what <laughs> it's not moody. Just down, right? Like, Oh, this isn't fun or this. And it's just, we just didn't prepare for it. Now, that's not everybody. Some people love that not knowing and, and things. I've just found over the Christmas season, even preparing for the downtime helps just me to unplug and, and prepare. So I feel like even this year, more mentally being like, no, I'm ready to unplug. I'm going to stay off uh, off my emails. I'm going to take some vacation and, and really get away from that is then helping me like look forward to it. Uh, And to finish well uh, before Mm -hmm. we hit vacation. So that'd be some ways that I'm preparing for it, just mentally
0: preparing for it. and I'm just super excited for the celebrations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The parties, they're all fun.
1: Yeah, well, one of the things that happens around Christmas is like even surprises, whether it be surprise gifts or surprise things or, (laughs) you know, maybe a surprise fix of a door. Yeah. You know, a project
0: that a, a pro- I've been asking to have done for a long time. Yeah. And then
1: maybe it just gets done. And, and you know, it's, it, so that could be And then your of, wife
0: doesn't notice you, that you did it. Well, I didn't want to
1: say it on the podcast, but yes. And you know what? Now that you brought it up, we may as well bring people into the story uh-huh. here. Yes. So we have had some creaky doors. Like, and, <laughs> and, and, I mean, squeaky. it is not like little bit of creak or little it's bit of squeak. It's
0: obnoxiously loud. It is
1: so loud. I've been on the phone with people and they like, stop mid sentence and are like, you need to fix your door. Like that's how loud it is. You can hear it everywhere you go. And I finally, well, we have a Korean student that lives with us and he even brought it up the other day. was just like, do you guys ever spray those things? And here's the thing. Like we have bought hinges when I was doing construction and fixing the door frames and everything that I bought hinges that are squeak free or Yeah, they claimed squeak yeah, free. No, not they at,
0: lied. Uh, yes, yeah,
1: <laughs> straight up lie. And so anyways the other day you're driving the kids to school and I I quickly grab a hammer and a punch and I knock out the hinges. I dip them in, in some lithium grease and I quickly put it all back together and, and and clean it up. I put all my tools away, which is like a huge success.
0: sneaky, sneaky. Like sneaky. I
1: have not only done the project, but then I put my tools away. So, ah. And the whole plan is I don't want you to know. And I'm like, I wonder if she's going to notice all day long. No, actually, I was, <laughs> was going to say, you did notice the one door in our bedroom. You closed it and then you looked at me and goes... Hey, it didn't squeak that time.
0: Because we had been talking about how I was asking you <laughs> yeah. to fix it, to, <laughs> yeah. to get some grease or to do something to take care of the squeak.
1: Yeah. And
0: I'm like, they're so squeaky. And I, at that moment, I opened the door and I was surprised because like, oh, well, not that time, it I didn't know. squeak, I but don't... I didn't register that you yeah. had actually done it. <laughs> right, and then I'm
1: standing there like waiting for you to notice and you don't. And then all day long, because our offices are different, I'm in the basement, you're upstairs, you're coming up and down the stairs doing different things, you haven't noticed it once, like all day. <laughs> it was so quiet. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, how is she not noticed? And I'm giggling away and and then our student, that he comes home from school and he touches the door, opens it, and the first words out of his mouth is just like, Hey. It doesn't squeak anymore. <laughs> you fixed it. <laughs> you fixed it. And I, then I'm like, "Say, Valerie, like somebody notices my artwork around <laughs> oh, here. Anyways, we had a big laugh. and but, but here's what, and I did this on purpose. I didn't tell you I fixed the doors on purpose. I wanted to see if you were going to notice. But in the past, and we talked about this last night, like in the past, if you didn't notice, like I would get mad. <laughs> I'm like what Like I fixed it And didn't you notice And I've done all these things And and like anyways So going into it this time I'm like oh, well, I'm going to do it It's going to be a surprise I'm going to see if she notices But Sheldon You are not allowed To get upset That's or right Or mad Or <laughs> Right like This is a fun game Because there's things That you do a lot Around the house That I don't notice Yeah I try to Yeah
0: and I don't expect You to notice right. Like it's Yeah
1: this is totally Just a fun game and I, and I didn't get upset That you didn't notice And, and so so when our student noticed it, I started laughing, and, and then I told you what I was doing. But it was an interesting case study. Again, like I love doing case studies on myself, but it was an interesting case study on myself about just... Understanding that it was a surprise, you may or may not notice, but in the past, I would get really upset if you didn't. This time I didn't, and so we were able to laugh about it, and I told you about this whole case study. (laughs) Anyways, our doors, you could open them right now, you wouldn't even hear them where before, you would hear the squeak on the podcast, and now, like, it is, we are in a squeak-free door frame house. Nice. Well, it's not the frame, it's the hinge. Or the hinge, the hinge, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. We are in a squeak-free hinge
0: You got to see how much you have grown and matured. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Big, big days. Big days here. Anyways. Yeah. That's just a little bit of our, our life. But you know what? Christmas is going to be squeak free. So it's going to be like. Perfect. Up and down the stairs, no headaches, no nothing. And, and I'm maturing as I get a little bit older. <laughs> and wiser. <laughs> and wiser. Anyways, all right. Hey, let's spiritual talk. Spiritual pathways. Yes, let's, let's go into spiritual pathways. And, and really to start our conversation today, uh, why don't we, we have some, let's start with some questions right up front to get us really thinking and processing. And, and we really think these questions are going to help lead us into some thought processes as we talk about spiritual pathways.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, First one is, have you ever felt distant from God?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Ever had moments in your life when you felt like God seemed more like a a distant relative rather than a close friend? We have, and if you can relate, today's show is going to be really helpful in Mm -hmm. that area. Learning about spiritual pathways has really changed our spiritual life And the more that we learn, the closer that we find our relationship with God becomes.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I love one of the—I mean, Scripture even talks about this, right? In James, about how that when we draw close to God, that He will draw close to us. And I think it's in Isaiah where He's talking about, like, when we seek, when you seek Me, you will find Me. When you seek Me with your whole heart, and and so these are two promises, and, and that we can hold on to. And I have to say, like, as I've learned more about the spiritual pathways and drawing closer to God that, that has what I've experienced is, is God drawing closer to me and and back and forth. And so that's what, uh, yeah, I think we can keep those two things in mind. Those
0: are beautiful promises because the thing is that God has already pursued us. He Mm -hmm. has made a way of salvation for all of us and and to be reconciled to him. And then we have to accept that we have to pursue him and seek him. And, uh, and these, uh, spiritual pathways are just ways that we can do that intentionally.
1: Yeah. Now, sometimes when people hear the term spiritual pathways, uh, some people can start to make the wrong assumption and think that we're talking about, you know, some kind of like universalistic, uh, everything is okay. Everything gets us to God, like, like that type of thing. When you start to hear talking about spiritual pathways, but we just want to say up front, like that's not, what we're talking about—that's that, yeah. not our approach. It's not our belief. I, I mean, in the Gospel of John, Jesus is recorded as saying, "I'm the way, and the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father is through me." And and so we just want to say, really, right up front, that we are not suggesting that there are many ways to god uh, there's really there, there is only one way and that's through christ but there are different ways to draw closer to god
0: that's right and there's also no hierarchy to these pathways mm-hmm. right there's no you know if you get more spiritual you work your way up the hierarchy and you know get more spiritual mm-hmm. right. right it doesn't work that way right. however just like we're wired with different personalities different communication styles and so many other things Mm -hmm. were wired with spiritual differences as well. Mm -hmm. So those are a few disclaimers that we wanted to say up front uh, before jumping into our topic of spiritual pathways.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if any of our listeners If anyone's readers uh, (laughs) out there, I I think I could start throwing myself in there. Because even as we head towards vacation, I've been like, oh, here's these three books I want to read. I'm not sure why I think I can read three books in two weeks. But (laughs) who knows? Uh, We'll see how it goes. But anyways, uh, Gary Thomas has written on this. And and he has a book called Spiritual Pathways. And for the book, he did a theological study. And he took over 2,000 years of Christum. And then he identified nine different prime pathways that Christians uh, across cultures, across the centuries, have drawn close to God. And then here at Family Life, we've condensed the nine into seven, and we're going to walk through them here today on the episode.
0: Now, this is a very shortened, condensed version of each one of these, but as we're describing them, listen and see if anything really jumps out at you maybe really connects with your heart it might be something that really resonates with you or you think i absolutely love doing that that could be a sign that that is one of your primary pathways
1: that's right so here, let's jump into it and we are going to read them off and yeah, see if something jumps out. So first one is creation and this would be defined as someone who is would be saying things like when I am surrounded by what God has made, uh, mountains, forests, lakes, sea, gardens, uh, a sunset, I feel close to God out in creation.
0: Mm-hmm. Next one is intellectual. I crave uninterrupted study time in God's word or reading Christian books. I love discussing what I have just learned with others.
1: Hmm. There's relational. I love sharing deeply and honestly with others. I feel close to God when studying, fellowshipping, and worshipping with others.
0: Service. I feel closest to God when I am supporting a friend going through a difficult time helping others, volunteering, or going on a missions trip.
1: There's a a worship pathway which says I am energized, moved and nourished in deep ways through music and corporate acts of worship.
0: Next is solitude. If I can escape for 30 minutes, or more, (laughs) a day to a quiet place to pray, journal, read God's word, and be alone with God, I come away refreshed and strengthened.
1: And the seventh one is activists. I love standing up for justice, helping to right wrongs, meeting the needs of the poor and marginalized and making the world like God intended it to be.
0: So hopefully there were a few things that that jumped out as mm-hmm. you at you or at least one that that really resonated. And mm-hmm. so, if you need to, feel free to rewind and listen to those again if it would help you. And uh, you can also check out a blog that uh, we wrote on the topic. Mm-hmm. And the descriptions are written in that blog as well. And we'll include the link for that in the show write-up.
1: That's right. That's right. So uh, let's get personal a little bit here. When it comes to those seven, which one resonates? Or ones, I should just multiply. I I know which one. (laughs)
0: Yes, we already know. Spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I know your spiritual pathways. Which ones do resonate with you the most?
0: Yeah, I think my my absolute top one is the intellectual. I Mm. love studying god's word i love understanding the history and the context the cultural context of when it was written and how that impacted things and it just brings scripture to life to me because sometimes it's confusing mm. scripture can be really yeah. hard to understand <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and so for me i'm like i want to know why and and mm. not that i'm ever going to have all my questions answered I, I i don't expect that but it just helps me feel closer to god When... I understand those things and I see his goodness and his mercy and his grace and his plan in in his word. And so I, I definitely intellectual is my, my top one. Hmm. How about you? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, if you're just making me pick one. Um...
0: We can talk about more. i just just okay. sticking Oof. with one to start. Good. Well, I was thinking,
1: <laughs> can I just combine them? So I have a, a worship and creation. So I was just thinking of a word I could do like worship worshipation.
0: Sure, you can make up a word. If like. <laughs> I don't know how to
1: do, do my own definition or something oh, with it. My. But, but for me, it's worship. I love, and for me, when I think of worship, there's lots of forms of worship, but for me, it's, it's music and listening to worship songs or singing to worship songs. And if I can mix that with going outside and being in God's creation, like that's just food for my soul like it just feels so good to me and and there's times in my life I don't know if others experience this but there'll be times you know maybe you feel spiritually stale or or just like like I don't know there are times where I'm trying to write something and I I can't think of what to write and and there's just kind of this this uh, block and I find that when I put on worship music and I go for a walk and I just talk with God out in creation I can come back and I just I have more direction and, and I feel closer to God and, and yeah, like, like life kind of makes sense again for me. And so that's why I want to be like worship creation or something. So, so I can mix the two together, but worship would be my number one creations. Number two. And then I, I'm with you there. I, I love intellectual. I, I love reading God's word, dissecting it. And I love talking with people about it. So, I won't try and combine all three words. Uh, let's, let's, let's. Well,
0: lo- well if you got th- two or three, I feel like I could share some more.
1: I, well, I wouldn't say why not. Like that, <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I'm not
0: going to combine my words. Ah, uh,
1: I was really hoping you would.
0: <laughs> but, uh, okay, so intellectual would be my top one. And then after that, um, it's a tie between creation and worship. And You can combine them. I could.
1: Which way would you go? Uh, Creation-ip? <laughs>
0: I, sure, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, but for me, I, I do love worship music. But for me, just even in prayer, like mm. I, a lot of my praying is just thanking God, praising God, just having that kind of conversation with the Lord of, of gratitude. And to me, that feels like worship. Mm. And then in creation, it's just amazing the details that God has put in creation everything that he's made. It's amazing to see his fingerprint on all of it, the complexity and the beauty and just all of that. It just cries out that it was made by a creator. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of marvel at the beauty and wonder and awe of it all. Yeah. So those are mine.
1: So good. Well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for going above and beyond yes. and and sharing multiple ones uh, as I did. But I think we could work on, you know, mixing the words together <laughs> as as well, but yeah, and, and here's why why we believe that it's important to understand them as a whole, but even just understanding what are what each of our spouse or each one of us would would have in in our spiritual. Yeah, our own and our spouse. Yeah, because first it helps us grow in our spiritual walk with God, but it can also bring insight into how our spouse is wired spiritually too. We believe that we are wired with all these pathways, but that certain ones are more prevalent in our lives than others and we, I mean, that's okay yeah, that that it's actually is actually that normal. Way. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> God's wired us that way with different primary pathways. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and and we encourage everyone that knowing about these primary pathways, we still encourage reading God's word, Mm -hmm. praying daily, just to have that communion and that fellowship and that relationship with the Lord, that that's, it's fundamental to knowing God and growing, Mm -hmm. but knowing these other pathways, it can just bring so much more vibrancy to our growth and to our time with the Lord.
1: Yeah, Uh, you and I, uh, I mean, we are so different from each other in a lot of aspects. And I think we've been sharing those throughout the (laughs) podcast over the last year and a bit where hopefully people are starting to see like, yeah, those two are are, are really different in a lot of areas. But it's interesting that we actually share, as we've just shared, our our top three spiritual pathways are similar. Yeah. And and we connect that way. And, And Now we know like that this is not always the case. And and we want to say like, that's okay as well. Like you don't have to have the same spiritual pathways. No, not at Uh, all. Yeah. Because having the same spiritual pathways, it's not necessary for having a strong spiritual connection with our spouse. And, And so it just so happens to be, this is the one area that we are the same in. Yeah. But we know many couples that aren't. And so... What do we do with this information, right? like one of the things that we love doing is putting handles to things and and not just having a conversation but also providing some really some things to critically think about but like what does it practically look like now or or how do I now that I have these seven like what do I do with this information? Uh, and so, yeah, why don't we go through some of the things and this is some of the things that we've written on the blog that that is out there and Really just going to share from there as well.
0: That's right. And so the first is to explore, right? Discover the different pathways and identify which pathways you are most drawn to or that just feel most natural to mm-hmm. you, the most comfortable. You can read Sacred Pathways by Gary Thomas, or you know what? Come attend a family life weekend getaway yeah. or a Together for Good work- workshop, as these are covered in those as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And then explain. Uh, we would encourage everyone to carve out some time in your schedule and discuss your pathways together. And if they're different this is a great time to help our spouse understand what it practically looks like to connect with God using our own pathway, but then we can learn about our spouse's pathway and how do they connect. And, and so really carving out that time, here it is again, having a crucial conversation Yeah. or this is just a conversation. Maybe it's not a crucial <laughs> one, but having a conver- an honest conversation together about our spiritual pathways and trying to help our, our spouse understand our pathway and, and I think how... it's
0: a really intimate thing mm. right like our, our spiritual lives are a very deep and intimate thing with the Lord and when we invite our spouse into that that increases our intimacy with God but also with our spouse mm-hmm. and so it's a really beautiful but intimate thing to invite one another into this kind of space mm-hmm. in our relationship with God Oh, well, for sure Yeah, the next thing is to experiment. And so connect with God using your primary pathway. Get really good at that if this is new concepts to you. But then also spend time experimenting with mm. maybe your spouse's pathway, yep. right? Not only does this give us a chance to draw closer to God, but again, you're going to learn some stuff about your spouse in mm-hmm. the process. And there is that intimacy that's just fueled by that spiritual peace. And mm-hmm. so um, so experimenting can be a great way yeah. to work on these.
1: Yeah, we, we know of a couple where her spiritual pathway is solitude and well his is not <laughs> but he wanted to learn about this pathway because it was uh, really important and high on uh, well it's his wife's primary pathway and so he books himself into a silent retreat where you can't even talk at meals and and like it's two day retreat or something like that and long story short is he tells us that he will not be doing that again he's <laughs> never going to do a silent retreat but but it did also give him him some insight mm-hmm. into how his wife experiences uh, God and how his wife draws closer to God. And though it wasn't his pathway and it's not his thing, but he did learn a, a, through the process. And so, even if it is completely foreign to us or something where we're like, that is not at all what I could possibly do, try and experiment. Uh, not only does it help us, yeah, draw closer to our spouse, it would help us also under. we may even learn about ourselves ourselves as well and and god Mm -hmm. through that and it
0: stretches us right we don't grow if we don't stretch yeah and so um sometimes you know getting a bit uncomfortable and stretching in these areas That's where we're going to grow the most. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's a quick overview, really. A a little conversation about spiritual pathways. Exploring, explaining, and experimenting with our spiritual pathways. It's been a great experience uh, for you and I. And not only has it drawn us closer to God, it's also drawn us closer together as a couple too. And I found that it really has helped me to stay more attuned in my spiritual life. It's almost been like indicator type of thing for for me in my life and knowing like how's my spiritual thermometer or like I'm trying to think of what the right word is but but right like it's like if i'm more angry or if i'm i'm more moody or if i'm i'm short with people like it's like well wait a second like how's my connection with god going and what i have found is that in those seasons if that's the way i'm acting i actually find that i'm not leaning into my spiritual pathway or my primary pathways for sure yeah. and the seasons where i'm really leaning into my primary pathway and really leaning in and drawing closer to god i find i have more of the fruit of the spirit living and active and and displaying in my life.
0: And it makes total sense, right? Like God uses tons of metaphors in scripture and, and he uses, um, some to explain himself as living water of the, as the bread of life. And so if we are starving spiritually, Hmm. because we're not connecting with the Lord, we were created to be in relationship with God and, and to know him, uh, to, to glorify him as well, but, but to know him. And so if we're not doing that, we are, are in a sense starving spiritually and so then when we take that time to get that living water and and bread it it just Refreshes and revitalizes our, our spirits, but also our bodies, because that's what we were created for mm. to know and enjoy God.
1: So good. Yeah. So good. And hey, as always, we have some processing questions for us here today. Valerie, you want to, you started the podcast with the questions. you want to end <laughs> the podcast with some questions for sure us? Sure, I
0: can. Yeah. So, question one Which spiritual pathway resonated with you? Creation, intellectual, relational? service, worship, solitude, or activist? What helps you feel connected to God when you feel disconnected? What pathway would you like to explore, explain, or experiment with?
1: We just want to say thanks for listening, and we will talk with you next week.
0: Bye!